Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, fellow gamers. How is your gameplay experience these days? For me, playing online games and the feeling of victory after each time you win a round really makes my everyday mood lighter. And with Globe Prepaid's GoPlus 99, you can take a break from the real world and experience the games that you love more because with a total of 16 gigabytes of data, you'll have 8 gigabytes of all sites to do what you need and 8 gigabytes of data for apps that you love. You also get unlimited text to all networks valid for 7 days. And that's only for 99 pesos. Such a good deal, right? With 16 gigabytes of data, you can now grind and play with your friends even while you're at home. Just download the new Globe One or Gcash app or dial star 143 pound sign on your mobile phones to quickly register. With Globe Prepaid's Go Plus 99, you can now dunk it. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. I said give me the hell, yeah! Hey, this is Zayda Zay. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. You need to go back to the drawing board because your game absolutely sucks! Hey, everyone, this is Jeff Cobb. I'm Lewis Howley. I'm Sam Spoker. We are pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Hello, my name is Zina Dragunov, the star, the NXT UK champion, and you are listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. You are listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C, Ro Moran, Chino Liao, and Rowan the SHIT coming together for our Christmas special. It's the annual WWP year-end awards and it's the first time we're doing it with Rowan so how do you feel Rowan that you're already part of the year-end awards uh, just a couple of months into your internship with the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast? Uh, it's really overwhelming because I, I might stumble again. And it's an awards show man. I mean I, you I, literally are giving your pick. <laughs> there's yeah, no, exactly. There's so, no reason to, to be that nervous. Oh, yeah. you pick the automatic winner in the row, so <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I just wanted to explain because I said before, okay, but when we used to do this uh, award show, we would try to come out with a consensus pick for the show for the entire show, but then we changed the format last year to make sure that everyone gets an equal say as to who their winners are. Para hindi naman tayo pilit na agree on one thing for each category. So. Your your meaning your your voice matters here as much as ours. All right. Yep. 
sure. Oh, parang national elections lang yan, di ba? May boto ka, may voice ka, di ba? So, it's, it's very empowering that we have this new format for the year-end awards. We've got 14 categories for this year. Really excited to break them all down for you and let them know, or let you know rather, uh, who takes home the respective awards. Siyempre, mga individual picks namin. We have a couple of unanimous ones and some picks where we actually agree on some categories. So, that should be really interesting as we go, uh, go down the line here. But before we kick off our award show, let's tell you about a couple of ways you can support the podcast. The first is by being a Wrestling Wrestling Podcast patron, all of whom got their Black Friday WWE shop orders as of this week. Yung pasabay natin ng Black Friday nandito na. And uh, yung pressing tees malapit na dumating. So in a couple of weeks, I believe. So if you want to be part of that, and if you want to be part of stuff like our day one viewing party uh, on January 2 Manila time, all you got to do is subscribe to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast Patreon program. It is patreon.com slash Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. For as low as 250 pesos a month, you get access to our Discord community where we do the watch parties and talk about wrestling. Uh, you get exclusive access to our review content where you get to hear our thoughts before the podcast airs on Thursday. And then you also get to yun, yung pasabay, uh, every time we do one of those, which is going to be a thing from moving forward. So again, 250 pesos a month, wrestling, uh, patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast. All right. Another way you can support the pod is by protecting your devices and your internet activity by getting a subscription over at NordVPN. Right. So all you got to do to get that protection for your internet surfing and get some exclusive content as well. Patapos yung Hawkeye on Disney Plus. So if you want to get that without, you know, turning to the high seas, all you got to do is subscribe to NordVPN, our partners in the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, through our affiliate link, podlink.co slash 476 podlink.co slash the numbers 476 it will take you to the NordVPN store page where you can subscribe for a two year and four month uh, subscription that is super sulit for only $89 again podlink.co slash 476 all right, let's go through our categories for the year-end awards. We're basically keeping every category that you remember from last year, but we're changing one of them. Uh, we started off 2020 with the 2020 wing for everything shitty, because as we all know, 2020 was the shits. But we're changing that this year. We're going to put a positive spin on it. And we're going to call it the 2021 wing for everything not shitty. So we're going to highlight the positive summon that we got from uh, this year in wrestling. So we've got that. We've got the rookie of the year. We've got the most improved wrestler of the year. We've got hashtag the struggle. It's another familiar award here on the show. The OMG moment of the year. That should be a fun one. The wrestler to watch out for in 2022. Promo of the year. Manager of the year. Tag team of the year. Theme song of the year, so this takes the place of our annual theme song award show. The storyline of the year, female wrestler of the year, male wrestler of the year, and siempre, match of the year. Let's do it. Let's start off with the 2021 wing for everything not shitty. And as I said, this puts a positive spin and allows us to thank 2021 for some good stuff that we actually got in the world of pro wrestling. I'm going to start with the mainstream wrestling content we got on TV. Like, I really enjoyed yung A&E partnership with WWE, yung biography series, Most Wanted Treasures. I really love that show. Heels, Young Rock, even Dark Side of the Ring Season 3 was a great look into the industry. 
Yeah, uh, and daming content na namabas, um, outside of WWE and I personally was not able to keep up with all of it. Uh, but for everyone who is a wrestling fan, no matter what era you grew up in, there is a lot of content for you. So uh, you can seek that out. I know a lot of people love that, the the supplementary stuff that goes on outside of the main wrestling programming. So go seek that out. It was really good. Uh, Chino Rowan, did you like any of the good stuff that we got from new mainstream wrestling content? I uh, I loved the AD stuff. It became a usual, uh, regular part of my weekends over here when I was here uh, in the US. And I binge watch all of them or most of them to say I'm a real fan of the territories and what went on back then. Since I didn't when it was happening, it was a great look into how wrestling was done then. Yeah, Rowan, I know you really loved you Escape the Undertaker, that Netflix special uh, that featured the New Day and Champre the Undertaker. What did you love about that the most? What I loved about it the most is that there are so many cutscenes that pwede mangyari. Uh, yung, if you select something wrong, you have to start over again. Or you, mm. if you can just continue if you want to. Yeah, pero, it's Bandersnatch for wrestling fans on Netflix. Uh, I've yet to watch Heels, but Dark Side of the Ring and Young Rock, they are my favorite. Yeah, for good reason. Uh, lots of really good shows, as Ro mentioned. Another thing that was not shitty, for sure, in 2021 was the return of live crowds. And I know you guys talked about this on last week's Audio Only, the best returns of 2021. And is there anything you want to add really quickly for those who missed that episode? I mean, if you were to sum it up again for those who didn't catch the previous episode, it really does give life to the wrestling that we see on TV. Because you really miss the energy of the live crowds uh, during the pandemic era. Yun basically is what it is. Yeah. Wrestling, as we've said in the previous episode, is an interactive medium. You need the presence of the crowd. The fourth to almost break that fourth wall there. That's what you play off of, that energy that they feed you. You return it back to them whenever you do something in the ring or on the mic. So that's really what's important about having live human beings inside um, an arena or a stadium. Igor Rowan, did you pop for the return of the crowds? Yeah, absolutely. And like what I said on the previous episode of the podcast, sabi ko nga, um, Malaki yung papel na ginagampanan nila and they are the ones who cheer, who blow the roof off the house. And now that they're back, mapufulfill na ulit nila yung role na yun. And kahit saang, ano naman, uh, whether it would be theater play, concert, kailangan mo ng audience impact. Kaya nga nandun yun sa criteria of judges. <laughs> Good one. I like that. Alright, rounding out our 2021 wing for everything not shitty, Tagalog commentary. I've got to shout that out. Biggest career opportunity for me personally and based on the reception from people on social media, I'd like to think that there's positive din naman siyang nadala sa wrestling community. Natin. We've already talked about this when we covered Survivor Series and... It really does give you, again, an extra level of investment. Because otherwise, you would just have been watching the traditional uh, commentary and then you would have just been stuck with Corey Graves lusting over his fiance and stuff like that. But this is a connection tayo on what you guys did for us. 
Oh, tsaka dahil sa Tagalog commentary, dumami din yung Patreons natin, di ba? So dumami din yung kita natin for the month. Kaya salamat sa'yo, Stan. <laughs> Jumakpat tayo sa December. <laughs> Pasalamat tayo sa, ano, sa International Programming uh, Department ng WWE for making that call. Alright, let's get to our first actual category for the year and awards. And this is Rookie of the Year. Now, uh, si Rowan the SHIT, I guess he could be a nominee for Rookie of the Year, but really we are saving this category for wrestlers who debuted in a company or promotion larger than the one they were previously in, or for NXT call-ups who, who make their debuts on the main roster. So Rowan, bilang rookie ng Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, will let you name your pick for Rookie of the Year and tell us what you love about your pick. Okay, so my pick for the Rookie of the Year is Reginald, or Reggie as we know him right now. So, akala ko no una, Reggie is just gonna be a typical manager who would just stand around ringside, do his typical shtick. Pero no, uh, he exceeded my expectation. He would do random flips. Mas naging involved siya sa women's matches. And now, he's on the 24-7 division. Uh, for me, he's a rookie of the year kasi he made an impression and it exceeded my expectations. Yeah, uh, really surprising now. We didn't really see Reggie on NXT. Correct me if I'm wrong, guys. I don't think we ever did, no? Nope, never, never. Yeah, parang wala. Yeah, wala. So it's pretty surprising to see him make the jump to the main roster and, as uh, Rowan mentioned, become a regular fixture on Monday Night Raw. So good for you, Reggie. Get that bag. Let's go to Chino here and uh, let's present his Rookie of the Year. So my Rookie of the Year is Daniel Garcia. Daniel Garcia started out as a relative unknown on Dark, on AEW, where he saw one or two matches on YouTube. And throughout 2021, this kid's career has skyrocketed. He wrestled CM Punk. He wrestled Minoru Suzuki in an indie match. So unexpected to rise to Daniel Garcia. And the fact that they paired him with 2.0, which to me were also an unexpected pick for AEW, just goes to show that AEW is willing to invest in people that other companies were not. And Daniel Garcia is just proof that it's not really about the size or your skills uh, on the mic. It's really just the aggression that he brings that just makes him a standout in uh, the wrestling industry today. So that's why I picked him for my Rookie of the Year. Yeah, we once made the comp on the pod that he's like Kyle O'Reilly light. And I, I hope that if, if that's the potential nga for someone like Daniel Garcia, I hope he reaches it and then some. Now, uh, Ro and I share our pick for Rookie of the Year, but I think everything Ro will say, I will say as well. So I'll let Ro take this one. Okay, no, no, I actually, you Kachina is a good pick uh, for Rookie of the Year. But I have to give the edge to Braun Breaker here. Because uh, while Daniel Garcia is pretty good, he also has the benefit of having uh, experience in the Indies. While Braun Breaker is fresh off the uh, his college football team and his uh, uh, stint in the Performance Center. So that's saying a lot, being comfortable in the ring. Jebra, he's still pretty rough around the edges, but he is super comfortable in the ring. And not everyone gets to say that for themselves, especially when they're new. So I see big things in the future for Braun Breaker. NXT really likes him. Vince McMahon apparently likes him. And I wouldn't be surprised if he becomes the NXT championship by, by the, he becomes the NXT champion by this time next year. 
yeah, uh, lots of good things happening to Braun Breaker in what his first three months on television. Diba? He won war games, he got into a program with Tommaso Ciampa. He's also been touring with the main roster. Like Nalalako, I think he went on this European tour and he was having regular matches with Ciampa and Sami Zayn. So, yep. you know, those are really good people to learn the ropes from. So I'm excited for Braun Breaker. And I co-sign everything Ro just said because he is also my pick for Rookie of the Year. All right, let's get to our next category: the most improved wrestler of the year. Ano bang batay natin dito row for most improved? What they were doing from the past year and then how they're doing now. So it's really basically comparing before and after. That's as the uh, category says. Sige, sige. So we got a couple of ladies on our list. So let's do ladies first. Uh, let's start with you, row, and and uh, let's talk about your pick for most improved. Yon. So my pick for most improved is Ty Conti, or as Taz likes to call her, Ty Conte. So, uh, Yon, as I was saying a few days ago, it's crazy to think how Ty spent her last days on NXT sitting on the sidelines. That was she goes over to AEW, then gets all these reps and starts showing us how good she is and why she was picked up by the performance center in the first place. So those uh athletic skills from the other sport really coming in handy in her pro wrestling. And I think by this time next year, she could be either a TBS or a AEW women's champion. Yeah, I'm I'm really high on Ty Conti, especially with what we've seen on AEW since uh, she really went up on the rise and formed that tag team with Anna J. I like what I'm seeing as well. Yung pick ko naman for most improved is also a female wrestler, and I'm gonna go with Liv Morgan because at this time last year, I actually don't remember what she was doing, and siguro uh, nung pinag-usapan natin yung year-end awards for 2020, I would have never foreseen na Liv Morgan would have this organic rise and people would really be getting behind her. Like Braun Breaker, major rough around the edges, but especially on the mic. But um, the fact na you know she came out on Raw this past week and got a huge reaction from the crowd, and people have so much sympathy for her during her feud with Becky Lynch really says a lot about what Liv Morgan has done to get people behind her. I agree with that. That's actually a good pick. Um, I would have made that pick as well if there weren't other people on the radar as well. Sobrang ganda nung what happened on the PC bayon. It's like a it's like a training grounds kumbaga. You um, cinematic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Parang yun yung magiging pick of the week if we have a live stream. It reminds me of what the black and gold brand of NXT would used to do. And gayon parang dina natin masyado nakikita eh. I love that. Agree, agree. Let's go to Chino next, who also has a female wrestler for his most improved. Nakalimutan ko to. I had Eddie Kingston originally down for this, but I'd be remiss if we didn't mention the current NXT Women's Champion, Mandy Rose. Because the impact that she made on her return has been felt to this very day. It's a repackaging. We thought of it as, as a devotion, but it's actually the repackaging that she so desperately needed. Now Mandy Rose isn't just a generic diva on the main roster. She is in the top of the card in NXT and also the leader of a dominant faction in Toxic Attraction. So out of nowhere in return of Mandy Rose, but it's also a return that is actually very much needed for the women's division when it happened, diba? because it gives 2.0 that fresh new look that it needed while also putting somebody that is recognizable um, in the title picture. Don't forget yung nadula siya sa WrestleMania. Oh, that come on. Uh, we're, we're not going to make fun of her for that. 
Okay. Yeah, okay. most improved rowing. Eh? So that, she's moved past that and slid all the way to the top of the NXT title. Uh, I don't even. I don't even him. remember what he was talking about. Like, <laughs> I don't get the reference. Ah, yung umuulan kasi, di ba? And then she was tagging with Lana, ah, I believe. Ah, nandaras siya. Hmm. On yeah, the ramp, yeah. on the ramp. Right. Anyway, Rowan, your pick for most improved. All right, my most improved wrestler of the year would go to Apollo Crews. So, back in 2020, parang na-revitalize nga yung career niya. Pero, it just didn't work masyado. He then turned heel and repackaged himself as a Nigerian royalty. He embraces Nigerian roots. Uh, he nailed this gimmick. Kuhang-kuha niya yung accent and convinced talaga ako on his role. Parang nadala niya talaga. And when he won the Intercontinental Championship, sobrang naging favorite ko siya. Parang it's long overdue that he won the Intercontinental Championship. Yeah, at WrestleMania, no less. I still yep. wouldn't discount that. Diba? So that's still a pretty big thing that happened to him this year. All right, those are our picks for Most Improved Wrestler of the Year. Let's go to this next category. One of the OG ones here in our year-end award show. It's called Hashtag The Struggle. So, Ro, let's explain it again for people who might be new to this. It is the opposite of Most Improved Wrestler. So, basically, uh, The Struggle is the worst downgrade, if you will, from last year to this year. Meron tayong women's representation in this category, so let's go ladies first. And let's start with Chino's pick. Yeah, unfortunately, it's not the best representation for this uh, category or division, rather. But my pick goes out to the AEW women's division. We've talked about how this division, time and again, has just been a, a disaster on, in terms of storytelling. It's just all the starts and stops and the inconsistent booking and how the women in AEW don't get enough screen time or as much screen time as the men. Right? Once a week, we get like one or two dynamite matches and then the rest you see on Dark or wherever. It, it's unfortunate because they have such a stacked division that um, you can't help but wonder what would happen if they really book this properly. Right? When they give opportunities to not just women who jump ship to AEW, but also people that they've had for quite some time, like your take on these, like your Anna Jays. Right? It feels like it's just a waste of, of airtime at this point. Yeah, it's really unfortunate. Ang dami na nga rin nating uh, nasabi about it no, on the podcast. And yeah, uh, Rose comments on the Patreon for Rampage and Dynamite, how he'd call that one match, the token women's match, should also give you an idea of how uh, they're kind of being presented uh, for better or for worse. Uh, since I mentioned you, Ro, let's go to your pick for the struggle. Okay, this is going to be... I don't know if this is controversial, but I think a lot of people would agree either way. So my pick for the struggle this year is none other than New Japan Pro Wrestling. Okay, wait, wait, wait. It's just bad. It, they had a string of bad luck this year. Uh, let's see. Three or two uh, world champions getting injured, put on the sidelines. Uh, they get a downgrade for their world championship. And just a lot of bad things not going their way right now. It's not super bad, but it's also not super good. So they are pretty lukewarm. And to think that they were they were doing kind of okay nung, uh, pan when the pandemic first started last year. So it's pretty bad. And I don't know what it would take to get their fortunes going again. I don't know 
if they need to go back to the old IWGP heavyweight championship. I don't know if somebody needs to leave the booking team. Uh, it's just a matter of, it's just not as interesting as it was before. Yeah, a lot of unfortunate circumstances then, uh, which is really weird considering that New Japan seems to be one of those companies that really adapted to the um, volatile uh, conditions of the COVID-19 pandemic. But they're operating simultaneously in, in Japan and in the US. But there are two separate universes that will probably converge come Wrestle Kingdom, which is going to be a three-night event for 2022. Uh, but yeah, I, I see why you would say that. Um, since that's a big picture, parin tayo, let's go to Rowan because Yung Sayo is also an entire division on its own. Well, the IC title picture, yun, naging inconsistent yung booking. And like I said on my SmackDown review on Patreon and on Twitter, I said na parang may mali sa booking ng Intercontinental Championship kasi uh, the title doesn't change hands. Like right now, Nakamura is the champion and he's just parading around with it. He never defended it. He, the last time he defended it was around. August, I believe. So I think they should fix that. Uh, there's something wrong with it. Yeah, right. that, that makes sense. They haven't really been doing much with it, so I don't understand why either. Uh, I don't know why Nakamura and Boogs are feuding with a tag team when Nakamura is a singles champion. So that's a real mess to me as well. Yeah, like sobrang sinira nila si Nakamura. I don't get this pair up with Rick Boogs. I mean, Rick Boogs is an incredible talent, but para, oh, he doesn't need him. I mean, I wouldn't say na sinira nila talaga si Nakamura. I think that he still has uh, credibility naman. But I do miss seeing Intercontinental Championship matches. Like, uh, that that's something na I'd like to call very, very soon. So, sana magbago siya. And hopefully, at a pay-per-view. So, uh, I'll, I'll get to have that opportunity. I'll round out yung the struggle category with my pick, which is Christian Cage. Which, at this point last year, we didn't even know na Christian Cage would come back and be a wrestler. But he went from the highest of highs, uh, coming back to pro wrestling as an active competitor. And then he became Impact World Champion. And then now he's just the mentor for the Jurassic Express. And while that's not exactly the worst spot to be in... I just expected more from Christian because he came back in such a prominent spot and it seemed like he got lost in the shuffle because AEW is so stacked. Yeah, I felt like Punk and Bryant's arrival in AEW really overshadowed and stole the thunder of Christian Cage. So I think if that didn't happen, he would have been at the top right now, like uh, feuding with Kenny Omega and stuff like that and hanging around that spot. But now he's in the mid card. And while that's not a bad thing to me, because you get to rest a little more, you get to take it easy a little bit. Uh, it's not on par with the booking and the marketing they were giving him when he was uh, on his way to AEW earlier this year. Yeah, medyo sayang lang. Nasasayangan lang ako. And I wish na we could have gotten more out of Christian's run in 2021. But you know, it's not like he's retiring or it's not like there are rumors or news about that. So here's the hoping that he turns it around and that AEW writes the ship for 2022. Okay, let's get to category number five overall, and that is the OMG moment of the year. This is self-explanatory, and I guess to really explain it for those who still don't get it, let's first present the unanimous podcast pick, and I think there's no other moment than CM Punk's return to pro wrestling. Chino, let's talk about this a little bit. Yeah, we waited seven years for him to come back. Um, there were times during our collective fandoms where we accepted the fact that CM Punk is no longer 
going to appear in any sort of wrestling capacity. And then we got an inkling of it during backstage. But even then, maglalaro pa yun sa isap natin eh, di ba? Now, what if he doesn't really return to the ring? And then, and then it finally happened, di ba? And CM Punk, as soon as the first drifts of Cult of Personality hit in Chicago, of all places, yung buong mundo naging Chicago. Diba? Yung buong mundo sumabog eh. Diba? When CM Punk first walked out. I can remember that day very distinctly kasi lahat ng stories ko from Instagram, Facebook, lahat ng post, Twitter, all exploded over Minute CM Burger. Punk. Diba? Oh, yes. Walking out. Minute Burger walked, <laughs> talked about CM Punk making his big return to a wrestling ring. And then we got him to actually wrestle. And then we got all these amazing promos. And who would have thought that seven years after he left the WWE, we would actually be getting a second renaissance for uh, Punk. And it's just just mind-blowing to think about. How about you, Ro? How does this affect you personally as a wrestling fan? To me, it proves that there is still happiness to be found in wrestling. There's still peace to be found. There's still some satisfaction to be found. You don't have to chain yourself to an environment that doesn't work for you anymore. You don't have to go through like people you don't like and stuff like that. You can rediscover your passion for pro wrestling. And that's what CM Punk's return meant to me and a whole bunch of other people as well. So it's, it's beyond the fact that he's back. It's really that he is able to find love for it again. And that's huge. So let's get our individual picks. Because the CM Punk return is so huge, it deserves to be the podcast's unanimous pick. Actually, pick so you need pick for OMG moment of the year. So I, I, am, I am free from this obligation. I think the return of CM Punk is that uh, he reunited so many friends. Because most of my friends are not talking and they're not even watching wrestling anymore. We're like reunited because... You know, parang, uh, we, wa- we, we, we waited for this return for like the past seven years. Lagi kami umaasa and now he's back. So did, thank you, TK. Did, did they grow out of the wrestling fandom because yeah. CM Punk was gone? Yeah, like, it, yeah. That was the reason Ako why. Lang yun naiwan, eh. Ako uh, lang naiwan. Damn, that sucks. <laughs> But it also probably says something about uh, an, an time in your lives when CM Punk was active. Probably in your high school years, diba. Right? So now that you're in college, uh, yeah, I, I guess I understand why you would have drifted away or why they would have uh, drifted away from the fandom. Okay, getting into our individual picks, I'm going to start because I talked about it in the previous category. Christian Cage's comeback. That's uh, my personal OMG moment of the year because I didn't see that coming. I, I really popped for it in Royal Rumble. I freaked the fuck out. And uh, I, I've, I've been a Christian guy for years and years and years. And, you know, uh, while he isn't in the best spot right now in AEW, the fact that Christian Cage is an active wrestler in his mid-40s in 2021 is uh, something that still blows my mind. So thank you, Christian, and thank you, Wrestling Gods, for making it happen. So my pick for this category goes out to Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, debuting in AEW. Um, to me, I don't know how about everybody else, but to me, it was so unexpected because I've always felt that Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, was a WWE guy. There was a reason he stayed after all those years, even when he couldn't be an in-ring competitor. So to see him disappear from the WWE and subsequently reappear in an AEW ring 
was just mind-boggling to me. And it just it floored me the moment I saw him walk out after a full year. Because sobrang, it, it was such a game-changer. It was like you traded LeBron James to, to that <laughs> capacity. Diba? Parang si LeBron at PBA bigla. Diba? I think we're giving the PBA too much credit. It was so, hey, for somebody who calls PBA games, that's say a lot, Stan. You know, like you who says... Wait, I don't think he calls PBA games. I do not call PBA games. You do not call... Anyway, regardless. But it's a game-changing move. The WWE lost one of its brightest stars. To the competition, and he seems to be happy doing what he does in an AEW ring right now. He's feuding with the Dark Order, which doesn't make sense. Okay, fine, but he's still uh, going up against uh, Hangman for the title, and it's still it's still very much it makes for good wrestling. So that that'd be my pick. Yeah, sobrang weird but in for me to see uh, Brian Danielson in AEW. I'm not gonna lie, it's still jarring. Diba? I mean, like for people like Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, sanay na ako eh. it makes sense, right? To have the AEW logo there and then to see these guys. But Brian, man, it's it's still weird. Uh, three months or four months, however long it's been since his debut. Okay, Rowan, close uh, this category here and let's talk about your pick for the OMG moment of the year. So I have Brock Lesnar returning at SummerSlam. So like what I said on the previous audio-only episode of the podcast, I was naming names who could challenge for the Universal Championship versus Roman Reigns. And sakto nung pagkasabi ko ng pangalan niya, biglang nag-hit yung music niya. So it really shocked me. Plus, I really love this new version of Brock Lesnar. He's not the typical, oh, I'm big and angry. I'm Brock Lesnar, Suplex City. Uh, I like this new Brock Lesnar because he's having more fun as a babyface. But uh, with, even without Paul Heyman, but now he's kind of aligning with Paul Heyman again. But I'm completely fine with this new look of Brock Lesnar, this new version. So are you saying a Kinandi man was Brock Lesnar? Like you literally said his name or thought his name in your head and then uh, his music played at SummerSlam? Yeah, pretty much. Parang sobrang coincidence ngay, and I'm really, really shocked. Parang oh my god, I'm Nostradamus, like what I said on the previous episode. Wow. That, that's giving yourself a lot of credit, Rowan. But good for you na apparently meron ka palang manifesting powers in the great words of a certain rated R superstar because I've dreamt it, I will manifest it, and I guess uh, that happened to you nung SummerSlam. So good for you, Rowan, the SHIT. We're going to take our first break here uh, in our year-end award show, and let's tell you about one of the ways you can support the podcast, one of which is through our good friends over on Lazada. It is the end of the year, and that means that you are probably going to get some things that you want and need because hashtag Nasa Lazadian and there is a uh, year-end sale. I'm sure there is because there's always offers and deals happening and you can support the podcast with your online shopping by using our affiliate link podlink.co slash IAM podlink.co slash the letters IAM type that in your mobile browser at the cart and check out from the app and what you buy will help us do what we do here in the podcast at no extra cost to you. You can never go wrong with the right games to play, especially with the time that you have. On top of that, you can never go wrong by being with Globe Prepaid as you play because with a total of 16 gigabytes of data, that's 8 gigabytes of all of the sites to do what you need to do and 8 gigabytes of data for apps that you love through Globe Prepaid's Go Plus 99 with Go Play promo. 
On top of that, you also get unlimited text to all networks valid for seven days. To register, grab your phones now and head on via their new Globe One app, Gcash, or dial star 143 hashtag on your phone. So if you're into Mobile Legends, Clash of Clans, PUBG Mobile, Call of Duty Mobile, League of Legends Wild Rift, Legends of Runeterra, Twitch, register to Go Plus 99 with Go Play promo now. And we're back on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast 2021 Year End Award Show. Let's get to our next category, and this is for the promising wrestlers for the coming year. We call this the wrestler to watch out for in 2022. And it's a self-explanatory category. So let's start off with Rowan, who's got a female wrestler in his watch list. That's right. So my wrestler to watch out for 2022, Cora Jade. Sabi nga on this podcast, she's like the mother day AJ Lee. And I can see that. She's really great and she uh, performed really well on War Games. So bilib na bilib ako sa kanya. And... Kitang-kita natin na, ano, uh, she's really talented. And ngayon lang ako nakakita ng skater girl na gimmick. And I like that. Uh, I like her a lot. And I have a feeling that she would be a champion in 2022. So, uh, see you later, girl. All right. Uh, I, I like how being a good person and not having any sexual allegations against her is also a big part of her life and not just a character she plays on TV. So that's to quote an actual tweet she had after a fellow wrestler tried to throw shade at her. So that's why I like Cora Jade. Uh, let's go to Chino and let's talk about your pick for 2022. My pick goes out to Joe Gacy. Joe Gacy's character, I mean, started a little bit problematically in NXT 2.0. But since then, he's really turned it around, both as a championship contender and as the erstwhile manager to Harlan. Now, the reason I say we need to watch out for Joe Gacy in 2022 is because, number one, he is still finding himself in the little crevices of the uh, NXT 2.0 division, as well as because of being paired with Harlan. The fact that he's paired with this monster of a prospect that Vince seems to be really hyped on just goes to show that Joe Gacy is filling a role that nobody else can in 2.0. And that's to be the, the spokesperson for a guy who essentially hasn't really said anything on the mic yet. So, but may, may advocate aspect tong pick the toy. And that's why I feel like if you watch out for Joe Gacy in 2022, he might actually surprise you. Yeah, I wasn't expecting to see Joe Gacy on this list just because, you know, we all had something to say about him. Uh, I, I know, Ro, you weren't very high on the Joe Gacy character when we were doing your rookie rankings, diba? Yeah, for sure. Because the start wasn't so good. And now that they found their niche in having Joe Gacy be a creepy millennial, it's uh, okay na siya than it was before. Because now I know that they're not playing it straight. I only like Joe Gacy because he could be potentially the one responsible for the cancellation of 205 Live because he said it's a weightest, uh, sizest division. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I feel like he's going to cancel 205 Live finally. Sana. 
I mean, do we really want a show to get canceled though? No, I mean, uh, it's weird. No, I, I get what Rowan is saying. It's uh, it stopped being about the cruiserweights a long, long time ago. So I don't understand. Yeah, you might as well just call it NXT Dark. At this yeah, point. oh, yeah. yeah. Or precisely, NXT Redemption. Uh-huh. Exactly. Sure, sure. Here's my pick for wrestler to watch out for in 2022. Our boy, Grayson Waller. Uh, we had him on the podcast earlier this year, right before he announced that he was uh, signing with NXT. And um, I think that the Johnny Gargano exit really did wonders for him. Uh, spoiler alert for this week's episode of NXT. He was really elevated by AJ Styles as well. So Grayson Waller, uh, I, I think, has a very bright future in NXT. And he's only our age. He's only like 31 years old. So I see a lot of big things on the horizon for him. Right. He's gotten such a big grub from war games and everything that's happened since then. So looking forward to seeing him be the top heel on NXT. All right, Ro. Uh, close out this category and send Hook. Who said my pick was Hook? My pick for wrestler to watch out for is Veer Mahan. I joke about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My pick for the wrestler to watch out for is actually Hook, whatever Taz's last name is. And... As already said on the podcast, Hook is pretty good and he's good for someone who's had his first ever televised match. So if that's the floor for Hook, imagine what the ceiling is. So uh, I think by this time next year, I don't think he'll be a champion by this time next year, but he will be someone that is putting out good matches left and right, whether it's on Dark, whether it's on Rampage or Dynamite even. Um, By this time, people will know that Hook is good. For sure. And not, it's not just a meme. Yeah, Hook's style is very reminiscent of his father's style. Very aggressive with the throws and the submissions. And But he's also able to put a different spin into everything he does in the ring. So he's not a carbon copy, but he's actually paying homage to what his dad brought to the ring during his ECW days. So I was thoroughly impressed with his initial showing. And can't wait to see more of Hook moving down the road. Rowan, any thoughts on Hook now that uh, he's getting so much love from wrestling internet? Give him the TNT title. Now! Oh. <laughs> okay, I'll agree with that. Sure, sure. All right. Let's get to the next category. Promo of the year. Now, this one's always very close to my heart because as you all know, I really love uh, mic work. So, Chino, alam ko na wala kang uh, personal pick for this year. So, we'll just get your reactions as we go through our individual Yeah, all picks. right. Sure. Let's start with Rowan, and Rowan's pick is from AEW. Yes, uh, I have selected the uh, for the promo of the year. Uh, you claim to be the best in the world, but I'm better than you, and you know it. MJF to CM Punk promo. It reminds me of yung away kanto lang na ano, like magbabangayan lang sila, like puro ad hominem. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> puro ad hominem. It's true. It's true. Yeah, and the. But they incorporated it in the platform in wrestling. So feeling ko, ano, this should be a promo of the year. Kasi parang, uh, this is so enjoyable. And lalo na, this is this go on for 20 minutes or more. Tama ba? And so, yeah, and it, it didn't feel like it. Yeah, parang, parang it, it felt like 10 minutes nga lang to me. I think this is one of those promos na pag pinanood mo siya, you just go, whoa, right? Or, oh, uh, I, I can't believe you just said that. And, you know, it's MJF and CM Punk. So I'm really not surprised that we would react that way. Um, I forgot who I heard this from. Uh, but uh, somebody once said na 
you should basically treat a promo as if it were a match. So if you can elicit that type of reaction uh, from that promo, and if it feels like it wasn't a 20-minute promo, then you know you're doing something right. So I get why you would pick this, Rowan. Honestly, kaya wala akong pick dito. Kasi lahat ng magandang pick kinuha niyo na. And it's like, I didn't want to put fucking Braun Breaker telling people to get a dog. <laughs> it's not the, up to the level of the following picks. And I will say, if I did have my choice of the litter, it would have been this one because this one was very, very good. It was just pot shot after pot shot after pot shot. And sobrang ganda lang kasi nagmamark out kang, as a fan, nagmamark out ka whenever they called out to the WWE in an AEW promo, diba? saying things like, you're just a less famous Miz. Or you might as well peddle hustle, loyalty, and respect. It was just, it was so, just so jaw-dropping in, in that moment that you can't help but admire the mic work of both MJF and CM Punk. Okay, let's stick to AEW for this next pick since it's a very CM Punk-heavy category and let's throw it a row for his pick. Yeah, uh, mine is more Eddie Kingston than CM Punk. So Eddie Kingston brought that uh, fire in his promo to CM Punk that started their little feud, their mini feud, if you will, uh, back on the November 5th episode of Rampage. So this was the promo where uh, Kingston, uh, he brought up his issues with Punk before and, you know, basically bared his insecurities toward Punk and his bitterness toward Punk. And that felt super real. And it was... Kingston cementing his place in the wrestling industry and Punk pretty much, you know, imposing the challenge of, of you know, belonging in this level. So that was pretty good. And I liked uh, the layers that that one had. It wasn't just empty Bangayan. Like Bangayan is fun. There's, there's no doubt about it. But when you touch on these deeper themes, uh, it resonates more with me personally. Yeah, uh, what I loved about this one naman was MJF Punk, Bangayan nga, diba? But uh, Eddie Kingston and CM Punk, it led to a headbutt and then to an actual brawl. So you know that there were some nerves that were actually uh, hit here. Uh, particularly that last line when Eddie Kingston said, na, oh yeah, you're just going to take your ball and walk away for another seven years. Yeah, so That was, that was uh, a really good way to end it. So I, I also see why you'd pick this. I also can relate a lot to Eddie Kingston in this promo. Say We can all relate to insecurity right? and being left behind while you see other people advance themselves in their careers and the whole time. So uh, personally, this promo to me has a special place in my heart. But at the same time, you can also just admire Eddie Kingston uh, as a promo genius. Because of all the promos that he's done, this was the one that actually led to a headbutt and actually sold it in that regard. I'll close it out with my pick for promo of the year. And um, actually, if I could pick multiple ones, I'd pick the Roman, Brian, and Edge promos right before WrestleMania 37, but specifically the Edge promo. The promo where he said, because I've dreamt it, I will manifest it. Because he really talked about yung comeback story niya from injury to yung triceps injury niya in 2020, coming back and saying that he only really has one purpose, and that's to get in the ring and then be uh, a world champion again. So uh, he even compared himself to Roman and said that si Roman was Samoan Edge. And he talked about Brian, na parang, Brian, you shouldn't even be here. You're taking away my moment. So parang very valid emotions, and he just put a little bit of a twist to it to make it heelish which I really appreciated and this is Edge at the top of his game as a mic guy Now he's really matured yung acting uh, skills that he's learned from 
uh, the sets of Haven and Vikings have come into play and parang unti-unting lumalabas na ulit yung psychotic rated R superstar character niya. So, um, this is probably my favorite promo from 2021 because it's also something that I can relate to na parang you're dreaming something and you're manifesting it. You're making it happen. It just so happens na Edge is an asshole who will really go to every length to accomplish it. Cut to end of 2021 and he's a good guy again. But whatever. It was a great promo. Do you remember this one, Chino? I do, I do, and I uh, agree with what, everything you said. It was a great area, but the edge, no, like we didn't really know where he was at, and it led to a great match. Because in that regard, I remember all of us, or both of you, rather, Ro and Stan, being so undecisive in your picks for WrestleMania, yeah. right? and it was actually okay. Because in the grand scheme of things, regardless of what happens, whether uh, Roman wins or uh, Brian wins or Edge walks away with the title. Lat ng wrestling fans masaya. But of, of course, history will show us that Roman Reigns just had one hell of a statement victory against both Brian and Edge. And it's still just, it's still one hell of a promo nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. So there, those are our picks for promo of the year. Sakto, nagbebel pa yung church malapit sa amin. So you know na, it's such a big deal. Alright, speaking of mic work and promo work, let's go to this next category, the manager of the year. And I'm going to start with my pick. And for many years, I have picked Paul Heyman as my manager of the year. And 2021 will be no different because I can't think of any other manager who's been this important to the biggest storyline of the company. Paul Heyman in 2021 has been yung special counsel ni Roman Reigns but from SummerSlam onward it's as if hindi mo alam kung kanino siya talaga pumapanik Brock Lesnar all this time kay Roman Reigns ba siya talaga aligned and then as of the most recent episode of SmackDown Roman himself turned on Paul Heyman which makes him an even more critical part of the storyline because now there's actual stakes for Paul Heyman to really get behind Brock Lesnar and get revenge on the tribal chief so for all of those reasons Paul Heyman is my manager of the year once again it's easy to make Paul Heyman the manager of the year so iba yung ano na, iba yeah yung Roy and I na apparently have the same pick so yeah, why don't I you, guess, uh, explain I, your I'll love let, for Dan Lambert I'll let Ro go ahead all right. Um, I wanted to pick something else because it's uh, such a shoe in to pick Paul Heyman Paul every Heyman. year. Na lang. Yeah, that's so. Fair. I wanted to say that Dan Lambert is pretty good. I know that he was trying to piss everyone off from the very moment that he started in AEW. Uh, that was before he became the manager for uh, the Men of the Year. I like Dan Lambert because he really understood the assignment. Even though he's an MMA guy, he knew what points to hit as a pro wrestling fan because he is a pro wrestling fan and he is an old school pro wrestling fan. And he really just came in here and knocked it out of the park. And that's saying a lot more than most MMA personalities who make the jump to pro wrestling. And uh, you know, he really just knew what he had to do as a pro wrestling manager. Dan Lambert started out 2021 being thoroughly disliked by everybody in the wrestling world. And then that dislike actually turned to, into actual heat, which he was able to build off of. And he was so successful in his role as the manager for the Men of the Year and the American Top Team. And he was able to look to make guys like uh, Junior Dos Santos uh, a and Jorge Masvidal looked like legitimate pro wrestling threats in the ring. Diba? Parang hindi la enough 
yung accolades nila in the world of the UFC and MMA that he was able to translate all of that into an AEW storyline was just an incredible sight to behold. And that's why I feel like we should recognize him for his efforts in 2021. Yeah, I'm with you. I acknowledge Dan Lambert. I think he's great. He's won me over. Uh, I was just really annoyed with him and I guess that means nah, he was doing his job. But I agree with everything you said about uh, about the guy. Rowan, any thoughts on Dan Lambert? Well, I really find him annoying because he shouts a lot. I mean, lahat naman sila siguro ganun. Pero he's really annoying. But yeah, he's there for your entertainment. Oh wait, ibang Lambert pala Ah, yes, yes. Ibang Lambert yun. But he he does entertain us. Good one. All right, Rowan, who's your manager of the year? Mr. 305, Lisi Pitbull, si MVP. So MVP reminds me of a boxing manager. He carries around the cane and sobrang yabang niya. Uh, on the way to the ring with MVP. Uh, magandang transition to compared to what he initially had, which was as a producer and a part-time wrestler. And I honestly wanted to see more of him. Kaya ito, this is better than a producer kasi hindi mo talaga siya makikita. Eh. Although may contribution nga siya. Uh, whatever role that you would give him, he'll make it perfect. Even in a non-wrestling capacity. I actually like this pick from Rowan because I did forget about MVP while I was thinking about which manager stood out this year. And he really went uh, a long way in helping Bobby Lashley get over as a world champion. So without MVP, I don't think Lashley would have had the same impact. And I don't think he would have gotten over enough to be the champion this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that got glossed over, no? That... MVP uh, led Bobby Lashley to the title this year. It actually happened in uh, 2021. So, agreed then, I think MVP is uh, worthy as well of consideration for manager of the year. If I'm not mistaken, I think he was one of our contenders, one of our picks, rather, from uh, last year's year-end award show. So, that's pretty consistent work from him. On to our next category. Let's recognize the tag teams. Tag team of the year. And we're going to start with the WWE side of things. Let's go to Rowan here. Who's your pick for Tag Team of the Year? My Tag Team of the Year goes to RK Bro. So ako, I'm a sucker for a good cop, bad cop type of deal sa Tag Team. And we've, couples, seen that, yeah. Yeah, and we've seen that with the likes of Team Hell No, uh, The Bar. Uh, yung panahon nyo, si MVP and Matt Hardy, Rock and Sock Connection. Uh, Riddle and Randy Orton's chemistry is really great. And I appreciate ko si Randy Orton sa ano comedy role. <laughs> Even if it's comedy, he's still serious, and I really love that. I'm really surprised he doesn't break uh character or like hindi siya natatawa kahit pa paano, uh, with I'm Riddle. sure he really wants to, but <laughs> yeah. he can't. <laughs> so so yeah, yun nga na appreciate ko siya. Uh, he's really great in tag team division. Yeah, I think we asked Riddle about this nung na-interview namin siya. And he did uh, tell one story about when he actually got Randy to break character. So if you want to hear that one, go check out our audio-only interviews with Riddle and Ilya Dragunov. So go check that out. Uh, sticking with the WWE side of things, my pick for Tag Team of the Year is pretty deadly. I gotta show love to NXT UK, which has consistently been really, really good TV from uh, for, for most of this year. And Pretty Deadly had a very long run as NXT UK Tag Team Champions. Uh, they beat Gallus earlier this year to win the titles, and then they recently just lost to Mustache Mountain. All the while, uh, they were really booked uh, pretty strongly on the show. Now, 
they, they would have these really good matches and that they'd be so hated that even though napaka silly ng gimmick nila, they've made it work and they've become really convincing as a threat to the entire tag team division. And they were positioned in such a way that you really have to jump through hoops to get to them as the champions. And that's something I really appreciate from the storytelling of NXT UK as a whole. I haven't caught up with the show lately, but they have gone a long way from starting out as jobbers and then becoming a key part of the tag team division. And even though they're not the champions anymore, uh, it just proves how talented they are. Mm. Uh, and you know, if you've been listening to the start of the podcast, uh, Pretty Deadly does give us a pretty nice shout out to kick off the show every week. So I got to show them some love for that too. Now let's hop on over to AEW and let's go to Chino for his pick for tag team of the year. My pick for Tag Team of the Year was also a pick for last year's Tag Team of the Year. But my pick for this year is going out to FTR, uh, the current AAA Tag Team Champions, former AEW Tag Team Champions in their own right. And the reason I put them on here is because they are undeniably talented. Like, I don't know if anybody out here has forgotten how good FDR actually is, but with despite all the shenanigans that they pull in the ring, they do a pretty good job putting themselves over as retro heels, you know, as heels that would fit right into the territory era. And it's such a, it's such a game-changing pace, a palate cleanser, if you will, in a tag team division that has both the Young Bucks and the Lucha Bros in it. Yung mga flips and, and splashes, they're all fine and good. But with somebody, when somebody like FTR is able to match that intensity in the ring with somebody like the Lucha Bros, like the Young Bucks, it's just it just makes for good wrestling, in my opinion. And, and to me, they're just top guys. So that's why my pick goes out to FTR. Yeah, I think staple na rin sila for this category, you know, for the for the last couple of years. So uh, very worthy pick for sure. Uh, Ro, close out the category. Who who do you have? Yeah, uh, Chino mentioned it uh, in passing, but my pick for tag team of the year are none other than the Young Bucks. Um, they are still pretty good at what they do. They are still pissing a lot of people off who think that they don't deserve to be called an elite tag team pun slightly intended. They carry the AEW tag team division all year. And they just show that at all. Um, they are still the top of the trolling game. And whoever thinks that the Young Bucks aren't good are either annoyed by them or don't know what good wrestling or good pro wrestling looks like. Yeah, I agree with what you said about the trolling. And I think that's something we really discovered from them this year. Uh, lalo na nung nasa Daily's Place pa yung AEW. Like, we really saw them go out of their way to troll you. And it was a perfect way to sell the heel turn. Because I think they started the year as medyo na sa babyface side pa sila, di ba? Uh, yeah. Right? As the elite was beginning to disband or kick out Adam Page. So, um, I, I love the trolling bit. That's really one of my favorite things about their act. So, um, ag- agree ako dyan. Uh, Rowan, Chino, any thoughts on the Young Bucks? I hated the Young Bucks kasi, yun nga, they are as annoying as Dan Lambert. The moment na nainis talaga ako sa kanila is because they broke up yung SCU. Very effective yung heel work nila. People don't give the Bucks enough credit as far as great tag team wrestling is concerned. You have to understand, the young Bucks are actually self-taught the wrestlers. Diba? Wala silang wrestling school na pinasukan. Wala silang trainer na sinalihan. 
Diba? They are self-taught wrestlers in their own backyard and they have consciously and consistently gone against the grain of what professional wrestling has told people what to do. Diba? This is why they draw the ire of guys like Jim Cornette. Diba? I'm not saying Jim Cornette is like a worthy person to aspire <laughs> to, but at the same time, madaling nagagalit na old school people sa kanila because they have consistently trolled everybody. And I was watching their uh, interview on sneaker shopping on Complex on YouTube and it just goes to show how thought, how much thought they put into everything that they do from their Dior ones that they wore to the ring just to piss people off to all the thumbtacks on the Travis Scott shoe. Kasi conscious talaga effort nila to troll people to just piss them off in the right way and then still wow them wow people wow audiences while they do their thing in the ring yeah that says a lot no uh your commitment to character work which they really have nailed down uh, and that only comes with years and years and years of um continuing to better yourself at your craft okay that does it for tag team of the year now let's get to theme song of the year and like i said kanina this replaces our theme song awards podcast I'm going to start with mine, and this is a song that's uh, been heard ad nauseum. Now, it's hard to believe that this song is only really seven months old. It's Head of the Table, the theme song ni Roman Reigns. Um, I've talked about this before on TikTok, and I said that it's such final boss music. Now, when you hear it, and it, it, it's so long, it's draggy, but it's because like The Undertaker, Roman makes you wait. Roman makes you wait before he says anything or does anything in the ring. And I love how it's not your traditional rock anthem or hip-hop theme. Uh, it, it's got something that sounds like a mandolin, which still really pops me. Because uh, it's weird nun in a really unique way. And I think Def Rebel was really onto something here by creating something so out of the box for Roman Reigns, who's really become the, the ultimate final boss in WWE. Yeah, this would have been my pick if I wanted to, you know, have a similar pick but I since marami namang ibang choices then I went with something else but this is an iconic theme song a lot of people didn't like it at first because they thought it sounded generic and not at all interesting but I loved it the first time I heard it it's a super uh, big it's a uh, big time and perfect for the kind of character Roman Reigns is uh, let's get to this next one. Let's go to China for your pick for theme song of the year. Yeah, madaya yung pick ko eh. So, okay muna. So, oh, sige, sige, sige. Madaya yung pick ko eh. so, We okay. acknowledge you, China. So, yeah, let's go to okay. Ro for your pick. Yeah, uh, as I said, uh, there are other choices. So, I wanted to give some love to Born for Greatness, the new Brian Danielson theme, which samples uh, Ride of the Valkyries. I love it when somebody samples a nice song to use on hip-hop. Tapos, uh, niya. So, this is right up my alley. And uh, it at first, it was a good fit for Brian's face character. But now that he is a dick, that still hasn't explained why he's a dick. Um, I'm not sure he should keep it. But all the same, it's so pretty good. And I vibe to it the moment I first heard it. So Rowan, tell us about your theme of the year. You know, it's all about the boo! All right. That was pretty bad. Uh, I think it... Fucking Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think this is the best theme I've ever heard to close 2021. Uh, this is like shock the system, but 10 million times better. Dial may vocals. And just like Judas, it gives the crowd a chant along with boom. Yeah, I think this is really good. 
I actually disagree when you said that it's better than the Undisputed Era theme. I like that better just because I, I vibe with uh, the guitar solos. Mas gusto ko yun. Um, All About the Boom is really just, you know, uh, that, that hook and then Adam Cole Bebe all over again. But I, I see why you like it. I do recognize it. I think I wrote about this uh, when I was still doing Theme Song Tuesday. So I, I see why you'd pick this. Okay, let's go to Chino. Nga, sabi nga niya, medyo madaya yung pick niya. My pick for Song of the Year goes out to Chris Jericho's Judas. Now, bago kayo magalit, let me explain. Calm down, relax, okay? I know it is a 2020 song. However, no other song of this year has drawn more reactions from the crowd than Judas. Ito lang yung song na nakita ko na binemorize ng buong madla. From the intro to the very last word, people sang along to it like they were in a sing-along bar. Diba? Regardless of where Chris Jericho was, it was so impactful that it got to a point where Jericho just walked out a cappella. Walang music. And people still sang along. No other song in wrestling has been able to draw that kind of reaction. And that is why I feel like it deserves some sort of recognition for 2021. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I can't argue against the fact that no other theme song was actually incorporated in a storyline. MJF made it one of the labors, if I remember correctly, Na Jericho couldn't come out of the song, so the crowd yeah. came through with the assist and sang it for him. So sure, I, I see why you'd pick this one, even though it's a few years old now. So there, those are our theme songs of the year. Now, we're taking one last break before we get to our main event, the heavy-hitting categories. But first, let's tell you about one of the ways you can support the pod, and that is with your online shopping through our friends over at Shopee. Right, guys. So again, there's probably going to be a year-end sale. It's a big deal. It's a big holiday. So all you got to do to support the podcast with your shopping on Shopee is use our affiliate link. If it's podlink.co slash W9X podlink.co slash letter W, number nine on the letter X. Again, type that in your mobile browser at the cart and check out from the app and what you buy will help us do what we do here in the podcast at no extra cost. You can also drip yourself in some fresh Nike swag. Give yourself a, a holiday present, even though Christmas is a few days away and you know we're about to head into 2022. It's never too late to shop at Nike Southeast Asian online store and support the podcast as well. Yeah, the link for that is podlink.co slash 2J8, podlink.co slash number 2, the letter J, and the number 8. And, you know, what you buy will also help us do what we do here. And now a quick break to hear from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. Hey, Chino Liao here, host of the new podcast on Podcast Network Asia called Class Cloud. Now, I try to learn about the world through the lives of different professionals each week alongside by another stand-up comedian. The topics are limitless, the jokes are aplenty, only here on Class Pound. Hi, Stan C here. Just dropping by to let you know that I have my own podcast called On Deck with Stan C where I interview iconic radio personalities as well as my friends in the radio industry. We talk about their origin stories, their most memorable on-air moments, the radio industry in the digital age, and so much more. So if you're a radio head, just like me, make sure to follow and subscribe to On Deck with Stan C, available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcast fix.
Ito na, main event of the podcast. We've got our four major categories. Diba? Parang sa Grammys, may four major categories. Sa Oscars, meron din. Siyempre, sa Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, meron din. So, these are the storyline of the year, female wrestler of the year, male wrestler of the year, and match of the year. Now, let's talk about the big arcs first. Our favorite stories for 2021. Let's start with you, Rowan. What was your storyline of the year? My storyline of the year is Bobby Lashley winning the WWE Championship. Uh, he really deserved this run as the champion. I think it's uh, better than Drew McIntyre because I enjoy the run of Lashley. The uh, pair-up of Lashley and MVP is gold. And I think this run would still work even if the Hurt Business didn't disband. It's solid solid in, in the very end. Uh, I thought na Lashley was a very compelling bad guy. And um, because of that, mas naging uh, cathartic talaga when Big E won the WWE Championship from him. And since that's also one of our picks, let's go to Chino who selected it. So yeah, my pick goes out to Big E because it's such a feel-good moment to have somebody who is so beloved by the wrestling fandom to finally win the big one, right? to go from being almost fired to being a part of the new day to now being on his own at the top of the food chain just goes to show how hard Big E must have had to work to get to the very top. And all that hard work that he put into wrestling finally paid off. He even announced it. This is one of the rare times where the Money in the Bank winner announces that he was going to cash in and successfully does so. So the fact that he was able to pull that off was just a nice little cherry on top. And I feel like that in itself also deserves a little recognition. Yeah, I agree 100%. I think uh, all of us here on the podcast were cheering Big E on when it happened. Uh, I think we got spoiled pa nga na nangyari na, he already won, but watching that moment happen uh, did bring tears to my eyes. And I think it also gave the rest of you a warm, fuzzy feeling inside because a genuine good guy actually became WWE champion. So a uh, great pick for story of the year. I'm going to save Rose for last because I think this is a huge one. Uh, so I'm going to give mine first. And that's Hangman Page overcoming his anxiety. We've spoken on the pod about the impact of having this anxious millennial cowboy arc and it having a payoff. And as a fellow millennial who also goes through my my own bouts with anxiety, nakaka-relate ako kay Hangman Page. And it's nice na it's very fresh. Uh, it didn't have the payoff that they probably intended to originally because uh, Hangman had to take uh, a month or two off because he went on paternity leave. But it all worked out and uh, we got a hell of a moment when Hangman became AEW World Champion. Uh, so I think that it does deserve a shout-out in this category. Let's go to Ro here for your pick for Storyline of the Year. Uh, my pick is kind of a cop-out, actually. But it is the biggest thing that has happened in wrestling this year, in my opinion. And that is, again, CM Punk's return. So that isn't a story in the sense that it's a kayfabe storyline or anything. But it is a story in the sense that it is a thing that happened. So it's got to be the biggest thing that's happened this year because it's a guy that we never thought would come back to pro wrestling anytime soon. Uh, I think everyone had CM Punk's return on their bingo card for 15 years or 20 years from now. And there is no understating the impact of his return to the sport that he once loved. All right. Those are our storylines of the year. And if there was like an honorable mention, I think we could put Roman Reigns in there somewhere. But you know, all these other picks have probably outshined him at some point. So there. 
Let's talk about the female wrestlers of the year now. Let's start with you, Rowan. Who do you have for female wrestler of the year? Female wrestler of the year goes to Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose ridiculously improved. Uh, so na relegate siya from the lower card sa main roster, and then now she's really interesting leading the faction called Toxic Attraction, and she's also the NXT Women's Champion. So this run is good for the underutilized and uh, mga underrated sa main roster. Like they have to go back to NXT to hone their craft and uh, workshop for Mandy Rose. All right. I mean, I'm going to admit uh, she wasn't the first name I had on my list when I was uh, considering who I'd pick for Female Wrestler of the Year. But Chino did shout her out for Most Improved Kanina. So I, I, uh, I see what you're saying here. Let's go to Chino. Who's your pick for Female Wrestler of the Year? Becky Lynch. Um, as far as the females, we've talked about Punk time and again. Nakagat na ni CM Punk yung dila niya ng ilang beses with how much we've talked about him on this episode. However, in terms of female returns, no return was bigger than Becky Lynch. Diba? First of all, parang siya lang yata yung nag-return. And secondly, because her return was anticipated to the point that it was unexpected. We didn't expect her to make a comeback when she did. But when she did, everybody welcomed her with open arms. Kahit five seconds lang yung actual match niya. Diba? But she, no una, she was still fumbling with this new heel role that she's nicely filled out. Because now, I can actually cheer for Becky Lynch, the heel. Diba? She can actually draw heat now. Whereas when before, like, adjust pa siya. And I feel like for ever since her return, her ascent in this level of her career has just gone nice and smooth. So I feel like Becky Lynch deserves some recognition as the female wrestler of the year. All right. Uh, Ro and I share our pick for female wrestler of the year, and that's Bianca Belair. I'll let you go first, Ro. Yun. So I think Bianca Belair really carried her end of the deal in the stories that she was in this year. So whether it's against Sasha Banks, whether it was against Bailey, whether it was against uh, Becky Lynch or Dewdrop, she rose above and uh, transcended her expectations or the people, the expectations that people had for her. And I don't believe that anyone else was as consistent as her. Um, an argument can be made for Becky Lynch for sure. Like, siempre, uh, Becky Lynch is Becky Lynch. Pero we have to remember that Becky came uh, at the latter half of the year and Bianca was holding it down while Becky was gone. So that is no mean feat. Or that is no small feat. Yeah, I'm going to agree with Ro here because Becky came back last week of August. So she was only really around for like three months in 2021. But Bianca started off the year as the Royal Rumble winner, went on to main event WrestleMania, uh, made history alongside Sasha Banks about the first black women to main event WrestleMania. And then she went on to have that long run as women's champion until uh, SummerSlam. Tapos she became sole survivor for the Raw Women's Team at Survivor Series. So, uh, yeah, Rose right. Now, si Bianca Belair is fade into the background because she's not in the championship storyline. So, for all of those reasons, Bianca Belair should definitely be on the front page if the PC is trying to tout its uh, success stories because Bianca Belair is, is right up there. Uh, definitely the female wrestler of the year um, in our books. All right. Let's go to the male wrestler of the year here. And let's start with you, Ro. Who's your pick? 
Easy, easy end. Brian Danielson's uh, being the Brian Danielson mark of this group. It's not hard for me to name him my male wrestler of the year. Brian doesn't miss. Uh, shout out, pasintabi na lang kay Carmelo Hayes. He has never had a bad match with anyone this year. And since jumping to AEW, that even um, got more solidified. That everyone he wrestled gave him a good match. Or he gave everyone he wrestled a good match. And that is nothing to scoff at. That's uh, it, it takes a great wrestler to bring out the best in everyone you face. I mean, the dude has had fire matches for both companies in one year. That's insane. <laughs> So that's, uh, uh, as as you said, nothing to scoff at. Let's go to you, Rowan. Who's your pick? Uh, Like I said from the previous episode, so I I picked Christian Cage. Uh, He wrestled in three promotions being WWE, AEW, and Impact. He won the world title in Impact Wrestling. After seven years of inactivity, parang wala siyang ring rust. He's really incredible and Sobrang bilib na bilib ako sa kanya. Parang he never got injured at all. Parang hindi siya na-concussed at all. <laughs> yeah, uh, so actually, that's right. That's right. It's as if he never left. Kaya, male wrestler of the year for me. Alright. Thank you, Rowan, for stumping for Christian Cage in this category. How about you, Chino? Who is your male wrestler of the year? CM Punk is my male wrestler of the year. And I know I changed my pick again, but I will explain. CM Punk, the fact that he returned to wrestling in this year automatically puts him at the top of the card. The fact that he returned and the very first thing that he did was put a female wrestler over during the height of his return was just a very good way to start the second run in his career. He has regained a new love and passion for professional wrestling that will enable him to shine in 2022. And the fact that he chose AEW to do that, where he is able to be himself and not be hindered by creative or the corporate structure that he feels just held him back after all those years in the WWE, just goes to show that other than being a wrestler, he was also a, uh, he was also part of the commentary team. He was also doing these fire promos in the ring. So he was really just, he just found himself a new way to appreciate wrestling now. And sana ma-appreciate din natin siya however long this run of his lasts. All right. Uh, all of your picks for Male Wrestler of the Year have had their definite high points in 2021. But my pick has been on top literally the entire year. Did not take a break, really. Roman Reigns, I acknowledge the tribal chief, the head of the table. Um, wh- what more can we say about Roman Reigns that we didn't say last year or haven't said in this podcast, Eva? Um, This run as Universal Champion is probably one of the legendary championship runs of the modern era just because of how long it's been, how strong he's looked. And the only downside to whatever Roman has done is that I don't know if he has anyone else to beat. Yun lang. <laughs> so, uh, I, and I think that's a great problem to have, honestly. It's not a problem, actually. I mean, like, it's not his fault that he ran out of challengers. It's, it's on the WWE to keep providing him uh, fresh fodder. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? I think one of the Roman highlights is actually the fact that he sent Brian out 
of WWE. Na parang that last uh, loss that Brian took on SmackDown to Roman Reigns effectively wrapped a bow around his WWE tenure and allowed him to just transition on over to AEW. So Roman Reigns, uh, his 2021 is way better than 2020. And, you know, we thought 2020 was the year for Roman Reigns. So uh, really good stuff from the Tribal Chief here as uh, we round out our male wrestlers of 2021. All right, gentlemen, here we go. Match of the year, our final category. Uh, we've got a lot of contenders as we do every year. Let's start with you, Rowan. What's your pick for match of the year? Match of the year for me is uh, Lucha Bros versus the Young Bucks from All Out 2021 for the AEW World Tag Titles. This is the first time na nakita ko ng cage match uh, AEW, not counting the blood and guts. Hindi ko nakita kasi yung Cody versus Wardlow. Well, anyways, in this match, ngayon ko lang nakita na may steel cage match. And it's really bloody and back and forth yung laban nila. Uh, and the spots, I love the spots. That, lalo na yung moonsault ni Ray Phoenix from the top of the cage. It was really scary. Ang taas din ang cage na yun, uh, higher than the WWE. Any thoughts, guys, on Rowan's pick? It's actually a pretty good pick, and I would say that that is the best tag team match that they have had in AEW this year. And it's one of those things now, okay, uh, it proves again that the Young Bucks are good, but Champion people will gloss over that because they are highly annoyed by the Young Bucks. But yeah, I, I, I like this pick by Rowan. From one AEW show to another on YouTube, Chino, hit us with your match of the year. My pick goes out to Brian Danielson versus Minoru Suzuki, AEW Rampage buy-in. Now, it's very, very, very rare that we get to pick something from the AEW YouTube product. However, this just goes to show the level of commitment that Tony Khan has in beating WWE. Because he put it on YouTube for free <laughs> and we got to watch it. For free. You can still watch it now for free. <laughs> and I keep saying that because it is ridiculously good. It is so hard hitting, just massively a hard hitting match that is just so hard to believe that we got again for free. Yeah. The <laughs> level of quality you should pay for, but we didn't have to. And now we can just thank Tony Khan for the magic that was Brian and Minoru. Yeah, blessing to in 2021, the two of my favorite wrestlers got to wrestle and that we got to watch it, as you said, Chino, for free. Uh, any thoughts, Ro, on Brian versus Suzuki? No, no, it's a pretty good pick. Uh, I like it. Um, the only gripe I have against it is that he put it on a YouTube show and not actually on the show that he was uh, putting up against SmackDown. So that's take, take note. This was a, yeah, take note, guys. This was a pre-show to a TV show. He put a pre-show down pay-per-view, right? So pang. Anong klaseng move yan, no? <laughs> Nakakagago siya if you were actually on the TV card. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, one of those head-scratching Tony Khan moves. So, you know, no, but, you know, not to take away from how good the match was. Rowan, any thoughts on this one? Or are you not as high? Because you, 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 uh, well, you don't really follow Suzuki. Actually, uh, no, you're giving me guys an assignment. So, I'll watch it later. I'll give you my thoughts. Oh, All right. You can watch it for free. Yeah, exactly. on YouTube. Officially, on you, don't have YouTube. To pirate, you don't have to pirate that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right, let's go to you, Ro. What's your pick for match of the year? Okay, so Danielson versus Suzuki was pretty good, but I don't think it had the same drama as Danielson versus Eddie Kingston from the October 29th episode of Rampage. That was the semifinal of the um, World Championship Eliminator Tournament at the time. It was just super good. It was really, really awesome. And it was the match of Eddie Kingston's career up to this point so far. So I don't think anything he's done has ever touched this match. And it's just because of both men's Japanese influences. And that's honestly my kind of thing. I don't really like doing uh, singular match of the year awards because I don't like naming just one match the best match of the year. But gun to my head, since it's my, uh, it's right up my alley. Yeah, uh, people who've been following Eddie Kingston have been saying that he loves the King's Road style, which he got from Yung Love Nya for Sinamisawa, diba? And the four pillars of, uh, I think, All Japan was it? All Japan, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not something I'm familiar with, but it was a great entry point for me to understand what that King's Road style was and why Eddie Kingston loves it. So um, I, I get it. I, I get the hype. Ladana, when I watched it, I, I understood it. Chino, I know you have a lot of love for King. No, I do love Eddie Kingston both as a person and as an in-ring competitor. And the fact that he was able to step up to Brian Danielson's level in this match was just very, very surprising to me. And also very, very surprising to see how hard-hitting it actually was. So that's why this match was also a very good pick in terms of match of the year. Uh, Rowan, you haven't seen this match either, so we're gonna have to put it on your watch list next to Suzuki versus Brian. Yep, absolutely for free ninety nine. Uh, uh, I'm not sure you can watch this one for free. Um, no, no, no. He has access to our network account, so he can if he really wanted to. All right. Okay, I'm gonna round it out with a match that Chino already mentioned. It's Roman Reigns versus Edge versus Daniel Bryan, WrestleMania 37. And Chino mentioned Kanina na uh, months ago when we were doing our WrestleMania predictions, we could not pick Ladana Tain Dalawa Road. Like we were like, whoever wins this, we don't care, we're happy. And I think that's the best part about a match and a story like this where you're happy with whomever wins, cause uh, it's it's an ending you can accept, and as a fan, that was very satisfying. Which means that the buildup was great, the meta narrative was even better. Given that all three guys had to stop their careers at some point for health reasons, for medical reasons, and sobrang ganda lang na you had Roman Reigns who's a clear heel, you had Edge who was really heelish but not entirely yet, and Brian who's a, like a clear face and. Uh, the match itself, when it was happening, we were at the edge of our seats, and I could not imagine another match taking home this award. Kung ako nasa position ni Rona, gun to your head, 2021 match of the year. Sinong god? Si Austin, si Colton, si Bailey. Put them all. Put them all. Yeah. Any thoughts, guys, on this epic triple threat, which closed out the two-night WrestleMania? It was pretty good. It's highly dramatic, but I'm not sure I would have put it in my top matches of the year but oh, hey, uh, it's not a bad choice and it was a nice bow to their little three-way feud and it was a good match in a good match up in the moment but you mentioned how we weren't sure about who was going to win and that was a nice build to it uh, so as you can see, we've got three Daniel Bryan slash Bryan Danielson matches here on the match of the year list, which really shows that this podcast is very into Daniel Bryan and Bryan Danielson. So, you know, uh, obviously, man, since we talk about him a lot on the pod. 
But there you have it. Those are our year-end awards for 2021. What do you think? May disputes ba? May comments ba from people on Twitter or on TikTok? Let us know. You can hit us up at Wrestling2XPod or you can follow us on social media at Wrestling Wrestling Podcast to keep the conversation going. As we zoom out here and head into 2022, any final thoughts on this list that we've come up with? Can we just say that 2021, like we said last week, it was just a year of comebacks and returns and debuts. And if anything, if we were to declare a promotion, a winner here, Finico ang nanalo dito AEW in the sense that yes, Roman Reigns is still on top and the other side of the of the wrestling world, but AEW was able to to tempt all of WWE's top talent, both from the past and in the present, to their side of the coin. Sana they do a better job with booking everybody else consistently. But in terms of like relegating a true winner in, in the eternal war of promotions, AEW has had one hell of a year. I agree with that. Uh, I don't know if AEW completely won, but they did show that, again, they're nothing to be messed with. So they got the big stars that WWE wanted. Uh, WWE ended up letting a lot of people go, and then they ended up feeding a lot of the other promotions. So I think WWE's stock definitely went down. They're still winning, but the stock went down. And that is a good position for AEW to start capitalizing. I just think that 2021 was a hell of a year to be a wrestling fan. For so many reasons, all the comebacks we got, all the great matches, all of the debuts, right? to have Hook debut at the end of 2021, stuff like that. There's so much to be thankful for. We kind of said it in the Thanksgiving episode. Um, but you know, as a wrestling fan in my early 30s to close out 2021, I, I'm just um, in awe that we got all of this, even though we're all still living in the middle of a pandemic. So you know, wrestling is one of those things that keeps me sane, and I think think that I'm speaking for all of us here when I say that and I'm just really thankful that we got all of this out of this calendar year and I hope now if uh if this year was an indication that I hope that 2022 can match if not exceed all of that so those are our final thoughts coming out of the year uh next week on the show we've got another audio only episode where we'll be predicting day one and Wrestle Kingdom 16. But in this, we've basically got four cards to go through. Um, unless you want to distill Wrestle Kingdom 16, which we'll talk about na siguro, uh, sa pre-prod natin. But you know, as we get out of here, we gotta say thank you to all of our friends and family over at PNA for putting these episodes together and for doing all of the work that they do. Uh, we've gotta thank Rowan the SHIT for standing out in our talent search. Good job, Rowan, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you, thank you. Shempre, we've got to thank all of our patrons, all of our subscribers and listeners for always sticking with us and listening to the podcast and being part of our weekly live streams. Um, if, if there's one more ask we can make, please, uh, if you haven't yet, follow us on Spotify or give us a five-star rating. Yeah, and Those five go star a really rating. long way. Please, yeah. please. If, you, if you're listening to Spotify on Android, because Android is Android. Give us a five-star rating the way na, you know, Tito Dave Meltzer uh, jizzes over the Young Bucks matches. Please, uh, that, that really um, helps boost us over on Spotify. Follow us on social media as well individually if you want to talk to us about anything wrestling related. For Chino, it's at Chino Supersized. For Ro, it, uh, it is at Rowan's War. For Rowan, it is at Monday Night Rowan. N-I-T-E sa Twitter. N-I-G-H-T sa Instagram. And for me, it is at underscore Stan C. And don't forget to mask up if and when you have to go out. Get your vaccines and your boosters if you can. And in 2022, please go out and vote 
On behalf of Chino Liao, Ro Moran, and Ro in the SHIT, my name is Dan C. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals, and a happy new year. Bye-bye. Peace. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. 